1: Welcome to episode 75 of the Women's Running podcast, episode 75, and we've not run out of chat yet. This episode, Holly and I are chatting to Kate, who is not only our digital assistant on women's running, but she's also very usefully an F45 instructor and a yoga instructor and she runs. So she is perfectly placed to answer all our questions about cross-training basically. Holly and I are a bit rubbish about doing anything other than running and we know that cross-training is the sensible way forward. But we have lots of questions. What should we be doing? How often should we be doing it? How much effort do we need to put in? Do we need to join a gym? And how do we keep our motivation up? It's so hard to get that motivation going in the first place, especially if you're trying to persuade yourself to do something that you don't think you're going to enjoy. My personal tips, if this sounds like you, is to first of all find something that you do enjoy. If you're happy to do squats while you're brushing your teeth and you're dedicated enough to do lunges during work breaks, then that is great. If you start the week with good intentions, but have given up by Wednesday, consider a class or meeting up with a mate to do these moves instead. If you have to part with money or put a proper cast iron date in the diary, you are way more likely to do it. I hope you enjoy the episode. This episode is sponsored by Origen. As many of us will be getting into new running routines to start off the year, did you know that two-thirds of us want to get our dogs in on the workout fund too? If that's something you'd like to do, it's important to understand how running with our pups affects their health and how nutrition factors into exercise. Origen pet food provides nourishment as nature intended. It's biologically appropriate and provides an authentic whole prey diet, with the first five ingredients always being fresh or raw quality animal ingredients to give them all the nutrition they need. Invest in your enjoyment of life with your pet by feeding them nutritious food that helps them reach their full potential, then set off for adventure together. To learn more, check out originpetfoods.co.uk. That's Origen o r i j e n petfoods.co.uk If you love our podcast you will adore Women's Running Magazine. This January you can bag a membership to our brilliant mag for just 2.99 a month. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter the code JAN22WRpod at the checkout. Happy running.
2: Um, but I was going to say when we, when I first met Kate, I was, I was taken aback by, in a good way, I was like, Kate has such nice clothes because we do see each other just from the shoulders up all the time. Yeah. I remember that whenever it was being like, those are some really good trousers when I met you in person for the first time.
1: In fact, the last time we met up, when we met up in that cafe, you were wearing some pretty good trousers then as well. You, you are a trouser wearer, aren't you? Yeah. I just really
0: like a jazzy trouser.
1: But of course, it means
0: that, yeah, I mostly wear black tops. So, no one ever sees my personality on Zoom.
2: <laughs> oh, Kate, just stick a, do a high leg every so often. Yeah. 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 Every now and again in a meeting, I'll just do a little
0: stretch. Do like a little Victoria Beckham
1: on the sofa thing. Yeah. 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 I do do that pose a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Right. Well, welcome to the podcast, Kate, again. Hello. Yay. Hurrah! Hello. It's so lovely to have you on here. And obviously, I mean, we speak to you every single day anyway, because you're part of the team. Um, but it's lovely to have you on formally. And we now have to speak in a really formal way. Um, I know. To, to Miss Kate Sellers. Um, who's here Indeed. As, as part of Women's <laughs> Running, but also because you're a fitness instructor and you teach yoga. And um, you have been instructed to come on here and thoroughly whip us into shape because... We, as runners, need to know what else we need to be doing, essentially. So we just want to ask you lots of questions about cross-training. Indeed,
0: Yes. (laughs) Well, I have lots of uh, experience, mostly learned through my own uh, lack of cross-training and stretching. So, um, yes, I have definitely been there. I'm not some sort
1: of training guru who's always that's been cool. perfect <laughs> <laughs> well, we, yeah we, we just need to do this I think it's um also kind of very selfish. well most most everything that I ever ask on podcast is is completely selfish it's always just for my own personal gain but um something that um Holly and I've been talking about so I've I've been starting I, I decided a few days ago to start the kind of whole red January thing so that's run every day January But I'm kind of adapting that just for like my own personal use. So instead of running every day, I'm just going to make sure I'm active every day. And that's not um, a huge switch up for me, but it is a bit of a switch up because there are a couple of days of the week where I decide to just sort of like loll about and not do anything at all. Um, Mm. But I want to make sure that I can get through January and hopefully for the rest of the year, being active every day without getting injured. So it's kind of, I, I just need to know, what I need to be doing when I'm not running basically um can you like, yeah. because you're the expert can you tell us like why it's so important for runners to not do running and to do other stuff
0: that's kind of what I do because I um I get a lot of well-being um kind of mental health stuff from doing something active pretty much every day. I don't think I often take a day off, which sounds really intense. And people say, oh my God, you're always doing things on your Instagram stories. Um, <laughs> but mostly it's because if I don't, I will go insane. Um,
1: <laughs> and yeah. people
0: see me just losing it. So um, yeah, so I am quite kind of focused on that sustainability element, um, which can be tough, like you say, when you're trying to do something like running um, more often or especially when you're training um, for races. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is just kind of like my, well, my experience also because I am a, a personal trainer, so I've got some, um, knowledge around it. Um, but, uh, yeah, my kind of focus, um, is around finding, um, ways to move that are, um, not too intense because a lot of, um I think a lot of us actually when we go out for a run we're quite um tempted to oh well I'll go like a bit faster today um because oh I'm feeling quite good um whereas sometimes it's better to focus on keeping your steady pace things like that um and then it's the same with the the gym some people you know you might go and think oh I'll go and do because I know you do boot Esther. yeah um uh you know oh well yeah I better go and you know like give it my absolute all because this is my one chance to do my boot camp this week whereas sometimes especially if you're looking at, for example, expanding your activity levels, you want to make sure you've got that balance. So maybe if you are looking at introducing another day or two of activity or another day or two of running, um, you might sort of say, right, well, I'm going to still go and do my boot camp, but maybe I won't get into like my highest heart rate that day. Or, you know, maybe I won't push myself to do that extra burpee this time. I'm mm-hmm. just going to listen to what I kind of, my body needs me to do. Um, so that's kind of, yeah like my my whole vibe as a a personal trainer and um and and person really (laughs) yeah
1: so so what should we be doing then what what should what should like me and holly be doing as well as our running what's going to complement our running so um with it
0: obviously depends on what you're kind of training for so but what my base level of recommendation that i um provide people um and i do do this that um i work at f45 when we do like a kind of a runner's course um so they uh what we recommend is you come and do a strength training session with us now of course that can be something you don't have to do it at a gym you can do it at home as well um and in fact little plug here women's yeah. running website has got quite a few strength training guys if anyone fancies them
2: <laughs> um, we have toiled over <laughs> getting them up there so please do look at them yeah those cute little pictures and everything <laughs>
0: Um so so I always say if you are um yes yeah, any kind of if you're running and you love running and you know you need to do a little bit of cross training I say let's do one strength training session a week. Um mm. I used to try and do strength training. Oh I'll well, I'll do some lunges and some squats before I run or when I get back from my run but invariably I wouldn't um because I get distracted and I run out of time. Mm. Um and yeah, sometimes yeah. it's nice to sit on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah so you've got one strength training and that's going to be things like yeah squats lunges um any of those sort of physio type movements if you've got anything going on i know some people have to do lateral lunges instead if they're working on their hips or curtsy lunges if they're working on their glutes so anything that you've picked up along the way can be done on that session mm. um and then i also recommend um for people and this is more if, i mean it is good for increasing performance and speed but it's also good for specific preparation for your body for running. Um, I do encourage sort of like a hit type session. It doesn't have to be hit as in you're jumping around all over the place, but just mm-hmm. something where you're working on your explosive power, um, your kind of single leg strength, things like um if you do sort of single leg deadlifts or if you're even doing yoga, a more dynamic yoga class where you're doing all those warrior threes where you're balancing or not balancing on one leg as that may Mm -hmm. be um (laughs) and uh so i think that's really important as well personally i found that to be key um because when you're increasing your mileage and you're increasing your running or even if you're just maintaining your running and you want to stay injury free um you're basically practicing that movement that hit of your foot on the floor um on on a single leg kind of over and over again and so that's what you want to kind of do in your training sessions um
2: so, yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah, oh, that's I really interesting. In. I think that's good to hear as well, because I get
1: a bit frightened of the concept of hit. Can you unfrighten us, Kate? Can you, um, like, say if we approached each of those things in one go, right? So if we were to approach mm. the, like, the strength training, right? And say we weren't going to a gym. Could you run through the exercises we should be doing, how many we should do and how much time we should be taking to do them?
0: Yeah, for sure. So again, so it will depend if you're going to a class, obviously the class is kind of like a set time usually. But if you're doing it on your own, you can actually get them pretty speedy. So um, for me, the key thing is um, I like to pick three lower body exercises if I'm just doing it on my own at home. Um, I like to do three sets of ten um so uh yes and so those exercises might be squats um lunges i think i said lateral lunges curtsy lunges um deadlifts are quite good for kind of growing your glutes growing your back strength because that's something that is often um, a bit niggly for runners isn't it um so uh yes so i like to do three sets of 10 of those but the key really is to make sure that you don't just always do either the same three exercises or even just the same weight. So when you start, you might go on our website or look something up on YouTube um, and just do a bodyweight exercise. So you're not holding anything, you're just getting the movement pattern right. And if it feels good and it doesn't hurt, then you can start to add on some weight. And it doesn't have to be loads of weight. You can get your cans of beans. Um, If you do happen to have a kettlebell or something, you can start to add that. But what you really want to kind of focus on is that any time it starts to feel Really comfortable, really easy. You try and make that a little bit harder by adding a bit more weight, and that means basically that your muscles are growing. And obviously, the stronger your muscles, the better for your running. Um, mm. And that will kind I of go then a bit.
2: <laughs> I definitely forget that, and I think, what is the point? I don't want to compete in a. Like bikini competition or something. Why am I building the muscle? I know that sounds very silly, but like, I think often the mindset that we can get into is losing weight, losing size or whatever. And I, and I do forget that, that, yeah, almost more importantly for me would is, is building that muscle because I'm weak. I'm weak.
1: At the moment. <laughs> oh, <how are> <laughs> <laughs> i need to get
2: my tons of beans out get your tons of beans out
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah a little bit on. um another really good thing for home actually is um uh if you've got um like a rucksack that you can put like water bottles in i don't know if you've got the same like 30 reusable water bottles that you're hiding in the mm-hmm. bathroom cupboard you can add one of those each time something like that
1: <laughs> i did that oh. i did that when i was on holiday so we went on holiday uh, for two weeks over the summer, um, and my boot camp um, my boot camp instructor does um, uh, sessions on zoom um and uh so i i was going to do these on holiday because we were only in devon sort of thing um and the one thing when dave was packing the car the one thing that he took out of the car to pack everything else in was my kettlebell i was like oh why do you do that <laughs> so i then used my backpack i had my running backpack with me and i filled it with cooking books like so they're really heavy oh yeah.
2: Good it yeah, that was
1: quite hefty. Yeah. It was a dealie of Christmas in the exactly. something. Exactly. There was a massive. Yeah. Product. It might have been even like an ottolenghi. I mean, like heavy duty cookery book, right? Mm-hmm. It's a big book. Um, <laughs> very big book. And it re- for squats, it was brilliant. It also kind of makes sure that you're, you're, you're sort of upright and everything. So that was, that was a really yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: like strapping a board to your back or something while you do a. Do it was a squat. amazing.
1: It was amazing. Yeah. Thoroughly recommend. Yeah.
2: Okay. Otolengi. not only for, for flavor but also for glute for your strength training.
0: Glutes. Yeah. Uh, and that's actually a good one if you're ever doing hip thrust. Pop it on your hips. Nice big heavy book weight. Again, sticks quite nicely. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. Nice. Isn't that? Yeah, I think oh. we need to do this. I think we need to launch Offcelengy fitness for runners.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I don't
1: mind, he always seems like such a nice bloke on Instagram. I do follow him. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um tell me about yeah. then the HIIT training, right? What how yeah. how would we manage that at <clears throat> home? So, yeah,
0: that's a little bit more so it's less focused on um kind of number of
1: reps HIIT training,
0: um and more focused on basically taking away some of your um rest. So actually I should mention that in the strength training, you've got your three sets of 10 and in the middle you're probably going to rest for like maybe a minute in between them. Maybe a little bit less see how you feel, but um yes, yeah, so you've got you've got time to sort of reset yourself. Um when you're coming to your high intensity training, um which is what that stands for actually, high intensity interval training. There we go. Um oh, yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. <it's>... yeah. <laughs> Often you think of these very toned people um just doing burpees endlessly. Um, but, uh, really it's accessible for anyone because it's going to be, uh, sort of adjusted to your level of high intensity. So what you want to sort of find, um, is, um, an exercise, um, and like I said, sometimes it is going to be sort of jumping, like jumping lunges, jumping squats, um, or it could be something just explosive. So you're keeping both feet on the floor, but you're moving much more quickly um so you're going to do that until you're starting to get your heart rate up and usually we kind of break that down you can really do any intervals you want to but um at f45 often our classes are kind of 40 seconds of work so you're doing as many reps as you can in those 40 seconds and then you have um 10 or 20 seconds to rest and then you go again um and you typically do between kind of four and eight sets depending on what kind of where you're at and how you're feeling after those (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm, um
0: and then again when you sort of switch exercises you're trying to do that within that kind of time factor so you might take a little bit longer to set yourself up with your next exercise um but again I mean obviously because that's sort of more time-based and it's a little bit quicker so you could add in uh, maybe four or five exercises into your at-home session if you're doing it at home um but uh but yeah so, so you've kind of got a basis for what that looks like yeah um yeah. and again you can also go to a, to a class or a boot camp or something like that um but again that how much in effort you put into that specific class is going to be based on how much you want to put into your running so if you're just running it's winter you just want to go and, and get outside and run and you're not focused on speed then yeah you can go nuts and throw yourself around as much as you want to but if you're training for a race Um, and you're really sort of working out where you can pull back a bit where you can save some of that energy for your running training then you want to go and just focus on getting the movements right um and Mm. uh, and yeah and just getting those kind of benefits of working on each leg um you know just um, giving yourself that explosive power but without completely killing yourself
1: I guess the other the other good thing about that HIIT training stuff is that which is which is quite it's a relatively new concept for me because it was I remember them when I first started going to boot camp, like uh, eight years ago ish. And I remember them then saying, Today we're going to be doing hip training. And I kept on hearing them say hip training. And I was like, "What? Why are we training our hips? Is this, are they being polite <laughs> so about <Leanne>. my ass? <laughs> yeah, like I was like, What is that? Um, <laughs> but I guess the other, so, you know, because it has, it has so many benefits. And that, that, that's going to be why it's so popular. Because yeah, it's that explosive power, isn't it? But it's a huge cardio. Workout. So your heart rate really can go quite toppy. Yeah, I think that's that. why
2: traditionally I've not been, not been a, a mega fan of <laughs> like, I think it's actually, it's all, it's all slotting into place now that Kate's <laughs> talking about it. Because I have, as I'm sure anybody could guess, I'm not, I've, I've not ever been big into like gymming and going and, and doing like training classes and stuff. Um, I think. Yeah, generally I'm a bit more of a of a secret fitness person that I like to sort of <laughs> quietly go on a run. I get a bit nervous about going to big classes. Mm-hmm. Um and especially doing things that like I'm not good at. Like spinning I can cope with, yoga I can cope with because I feel like I'm okay at those, but th- things like hit I've I've just found mortifying in the past, so I don't love going to them. Yeah. Um but for that reason I've never stuck at them so I've gone like once every few months to like a hit or a body conditioning class or something where it's kind of circuits or yeah anything sort of high intensity interval stuff and I have not been able to walk Genuinely, I remember having yeah. to ask you if I could work from home once because <laughs> I couldn't get to the office because I just destroyed myself so much. And then, of course, I go, "Well, that was ridiculous." I I put my legs out for for three days. That's not sustainable. <laughs> I can't do one of those. I'm clearly not built for that. When actually, I think it's because I fear them. I don't go back. I get put off by the by the mm. mega doms, and yeah. I. I don't I don't go back to it. Whereas if I incorporated shorter sessions into my normal training yeah. week, maybe I wouldn't have such a bad relationship with it. But all I can oh, think about holly. is trying to... I know. I remember I, once I, I had to I go think to I London do remember that, after man. one of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember saying to you once, can I work from home? And then another time I remember I was going to a comedy show in London and I had to take each step it was like Clapham North or somewhere where there were loads and loads and loads and loads of steps down and I just sort of had to like oh yeah just one at a time (laughs) and it was such a nightmare oh god Holly lactic I know I know I'm obviously I produce I'm very virile with my lactic acid
1: (laughs) Bloody hell! Oh,
0: what, a, what an image. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, you're definitely not the only one, though. I once, uh, when before I worked with you guys, I had to take a day off because I thought I had a stomach bug. Um, I, my, I was in so much pain, and I was like, "Oh, I've, it, I'm, I'm probably about to throw up." That must be what it is. But it's just that I've done I've done a HIIT class, and my core was so sore that it hurt me oh
2: my internally.
1: God. <laughs> Oh, oh, my God. God. That's
2: so reassuring, Kate, even though that's horrible for you. Because I feel like it must be because I'm incredibly unfit and rubbish oh at God stuff. No. So everybody gets the dreadful Dom sometimes. And actually, yeah, yes. I remember...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That My, my sister-in-law, I remember her and she does no exercise whatsoever. I'm sure she won't mind me saying that. Well, she's in France. She's not going to hear this anyway. But <laughs> I, rem- I, we were on holiday with her and her daughters are very fitness orientated. And it's the same thing happened to her. Like the day after she did, she did sort of 10 sit-ups with her daughter. And then the following day she was like, oh, there's something wrong. I've got some internal bleeding. I've got, you know. And she <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> and my brother had to go no you just did 10 sit-ups yesterday to calm <laughs> it down you know yeah. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Well, this,
0: that's the thing and then that's and and yeah because I even now if I take a few weeks off um when I go back I do I do get the dreaded thumbs again but mm. you kind of your body gets used to it but the other thing which I'm still terrible at following my own advice on which um Again, at F45, we really encourage people with this. And it's quite good because there's no mirrors there so you can't see yourself or anyone oh, else. Oh, really. that's good. Um, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> great. great. Um, but basically, yeah, when we, whenever we sort of have people in for their fair class, we're always really encouraging for them to um, literally forget what everyone else is doing, forget what you think you should be doing. You're going to do your exercise. And if it gets too tough, you're going to stop. You're going to take a bit of extra rest. No one cares yes. if you're doing it a bit less intensely or whatever. Um, and that way, you're going to make it through the workout and also be able to walk the next day. Whereas, I don't know, you guys are probably the same. Sometimes when I go to a class and I feel nervous, I'm like, oh, well, I better just sort of keep going because I don't want anyone yes, to think that I'm not good at it. Mm.
2: That's it. That's what I would need to be told. I think that's so good that you do that, Kate. That would be so mm-hmm. reassuring for someone mm-hmm. like me because I've definitely gone, I know in all of those hit classes that I've gone to that. They were probably a level above where I was at that point in my fitness. But I felt as though A, that classic feeling of fitness is punishment. It doesn't matter if it's painful. This is what it's supposed to feel like. Mm. And B, that just general human feeling of how utterly mortifying would it be to have to be like, sorry, Dave, I can't, I can't cope with your class. And
1: yeah, and go. I'm going out yeah. for a Kit Kat. Yeah. Oh, okay, like, yeah. I, I, going out
2: for a Kit Kat and a lie down. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I do you know what? I just having done um yoga this morning um with a lovely woman called Rachel and she does this brilliant thing. it's, it's easier to do yoga than it is in a hip class. I thoroughly understand that, but what she does to us during some of the kind of bigger kind of hip stretches and stuff when we're seated, she gets us to close our eyes so that we're not, that again, there are no mirrors, but so that we're not comparing ourselves to other people, which is much, nice. so easy to do. When you, when you, know, you know, when you're sitting down, you've got your legs straight out in front of you and she's like, you know, you have to reach forward to try and touch your toes. And I am nowhere near. I mean, I barely move. I'm like, I move like maybe an inch that's it yeah that's as far as I'm going and if I am next to a woman who's got her nose to her knees I'm just like oh god well I'm terrible aren't I? I'm i a terrible human being <laughs> um so yeah the, the... it just
2: ends up making you push yourself more than you're actually comfortable with and then yeah. you're going to injure yourself or do a me or Kate and end up having to ring the office and <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> you come in. But that's i so think funny, yeah I that's, about that. it's <laughs> that a, like comparison comparison is the thief of health in this sense
1: <laughs> yeah. you're gonna yeah. you're
2: just gonna push yourself too far and i think yeah. that's why i stay in my what i consider to be my lane of <laughs> individual exercise running mm. yoga with adrian on my own at uh, home in my living room stuff where if i go this is actually too much for me to turn this workout off or I need to stop and go home, mm-hmm. then I feel comfortable doing that. Whereas I do think that if I had a fitness class option like yours, Kate, where somebody from the off was like, it's absolutely fine if you need to stop for a bit, mm-hmm. I'd enjoy that a lot more. I think and also I think when, you, when you go to
1: those big classes as well, I think mostly – Mostly, good instructors are going to give you sort of regression ideas, or, or you know, sort of like maybe two, sometimes even three versions of an exercise, so you don't feel like a total wally if you can't touch mm. your toes, or you need to bend your knees when you do something, or you, you know, you can only lift one leg off the floor or something. Um, and I, yeah. I that I re- I always really really appreciate that because people need to regress exercises for so many reasons. It, you know, it might, sometimes it might be a fitness thing, but also it might be an injury thing. And there are a couple of things that I, I absolutely can't do because of having a ridiculous back. So, like, kind of ab wheels and things. I'm like, oh, it's the devil. I can't I can't do that because I'm going to collapse yeah. in the middle and just break in two. So, they, she will always offer, you know, just she will just go, well, just do a plank. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Fine, fine, fine. I can do that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I think that's it and it's um, like
0: you said when you sort of mentioned with yoga as well because um I'm also a yoga teacher <laughs> it's
1: not course, enough to yep. just
0: be one thing um, no. <laughs> and um and quite often when you teach yoga I don't know if you guys are probably with yoga with Adrian and even in-person classes um teachers tend to start with the basic thing and then they're like if that feels good you're gonna then I don't know reach your arm behind you and then if that feels good mm. you are going to you can hold your foot um whereas it in a lot of fitness Um, we, yeah, we don't, we don't start like that. We often start with the hardest thing for a start, which I, and
1: then really yeah and then, yeah. And
0: then if, if you're having to take a regression you're just like oh god you know um mm. you know you know it's right for you but it might can feel a little bit rubbish
2: so it does it feels a bit demoralizing doesn't it and it feels mm. a bit like whereas with with yoga that's so interesting Kate I never thought about mm. it like that but exactly with yoga i don't get embarrassed in a class if they're like if you want you can pretzel yourself all the way up yeah i i, I can be like that's fine nice. <laughs> i I'm already a warrior, and I'm I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm okay here. Yeah, yeah. But it, it genuinely feels like an addition rather yeah. than like you That's must true. do this. And no offense, but everybody's probably going to be looking at you like yeah. you're a bit shit if you're not doing that. Whereas in fitness classes, it it does feel genuinely like you're regressing.
1: You're taking the sort
2: of lazy yeah. option, or you're do- whatever. yeah, you're, you're
1: doing a um uh like uh, um press ups with your knees on the floor is. A regressed version of a press up rather than doing a full press up which would mm. be a progressed version of a knee yeah whereas yeah. Tree pose this morning she was all like toes on the floor <laughs> if you want toes on your shin if you want you know feet on your thigh it was like oh gotcha oh. gotcha I'm a toes on my shin gal I love I... that option oh no she did she did that I am I'm still firmly in my in my kind of boot camp zone when it comes to yoga it's like if she gives me the hardest <laughs> option i'm going to give it a go even if i'm wobbling like crazy <laughs> yeah,
0: it's so, hard
1: not to be no it's really really hard isn't it and I, I always told myself that i was not competitive i'm clearly very very competitive even with jigsaws it turns out anyway um, so um <laughs> right you, as yoga as as yogi as resident yogi um mm-hmm. what so we've not talked about that bit. So why is why is that so important for us to do?
0: So I've got lots of feelings about this. And again, it, it depends on your kind of how you want to plan your week and how you're looking in terms of your input, output, amount of running, things like that. But mm-hmm. um, again, personally, I do a couple of different things. So um, if I'm doing quite a bit of running and I'm also doing my strength training and my hit for uh, me I'm going to yoga for the stretching. So that's literally all I want to go for. I'm not going to a dynamic class, but I don't want to do a headstand. Um, I just wanna have a nice stretch out. And that's really important because as um well, I know we all feel like this stretching is boring um, <laughs> and it's done <hard laughs> to do at home and you just don't do it you're like oh yeah I'll have a little stretch before bed and then suddenly you know you've been on TikTok for four hours and that's that um, <laughs> so um so yeah so I like going to a class personally or doing an online class with you with Adrienne um just because it's um it's something that has to happen but yeah so that's what I suggest if you're if you're doing all the other stuff um, focus on a uh, more chill style of yoga, so it might just be one of the ones that says about like stretching and relaxing. Um, or yin is a really good one. You hold these poses like pigeon for like four minutes. It's a really long time, but it's so mm-hmm. good for getting into the, all those. Oh, that I sounds guess.
2: amazing! No, I like the sound of yeah. that. great right. Um <laughs> pain, pain, yeah. but also minimal <laughs> heart rate. Just, <laughs> just, yeah. just lying there.
0: And you don't often, um, quite often. The teachers are just quiet. They're like, "You're going to stay here. I'll let you know when you're coming out." Um, and and the <sighs> good thing actually about the painy painy part is that, um, especially with yin, they they talk about finding your edge and then stepping back, at like twenty or thirty percent. So you find the bit where it's painful, and then you add in a prop to make it a little bit easier. Because um, then by sort of staying with mm. that and breathing and like falling asleep a little bit, um, you relax into it. So you get into it without having to grind everything and pull everything. Mm. Mm-hmm. um which is just lovely so that's yeah so that's kind of my vibe on that but if you're struggling to fit everything in especially if you've got other time commitments um then yoga if you go to a more dynamic class can actually be a little bit of a combination of both the strength and hit training so if you're like hey i really can't fit all of that stuff in that you just mentioned um, then if you find the right yoga class, that does kind of cover it. So if you're going to a more dynamic class where you're kind of up and down a lot, obviously you're starting to get your heart rate up. So that's kind of good for that. You haven't quite got the explosive training element, but often you're doing single leg training. You've got your warriors, your mm. half moons, all that stuff, lunges. Um, mm. Quite often, you've got pulsing, which is building muscle. If you've got those teachers that make you go, oh, touch your knee to the floor five times. Um, <laughs> uh, so, you've got a lot of that. And obviously, you still don't have a, a stretching element of it because it is quite stretchy. So, um, yoga can be either a nice addition for your flexibility to make sure you don't get too tight up and then get injured. Um, or it can also be a nice way of kind of, yeah, finding that kind of cross training without too much input. So,
1: yeah. So, right. Okay. Okay, I get that. But here's the thing. If we're doing running, say we're doing running three or four times a week. And according to you and all the experts, we should also be doing some sort of strengthy thing. And potentially some sort of explosive kind of plyometric-y thing. And then also some sort of flexibility thing. Stretchy thing. Stretchy thing. <laughs> how do we fit that all in how do you fit it in how should we fit it? if we start from a baseline of us being generally a bit lazy yeah, yeah. How, just in case how do we fit that in how do we fit it in yeah to a week yes yeah. I've got loads of thoughts about this again because although
0: I do like moving every day I'm also inherently a planner and an organizer and anything I can do to hack my life um helps me a lot <laughs> so um it's all about again what you're where you're at and you're running training or what you're doing um but you can put things together which is my favorite part um so uh if you especially with training. Um, so if you're say running for fun, you're in that sort of maybe winter you're not training for a race kind of stage. Um, mm. You can actually do your strength training and you're running on the same day. You can even do the one after the other. So, you know, if you've got the option you can run, you know, to get to the gym and then do your strength training. Or if you want, you can do, your you know, go to the gym and then incorporate running there on a treadmill. Mm. So already you're putting those two things together. But the only thing is, is that you need to think about um, again, what your goals are. So if you're, um, training for a race and you're trying to get your miles in your priority really is the running part then you're going to want to do your run before you do your strength training um some experts kind of disagree on this but this is generally what i found to be true so um you want to get your run done first especially if you're if you're trying to do any sort of pace work or anything like that um and although your muscles will be a little bit tired you can go you're going to use some slightly lighter weights but you're still going to get the strength training done you're looking at sort of maintaining muscle um mm-hmm. if you are um kind of uh, sorry, I don't know if i got that drawing way around. That's if you're training for a race, so you're focusing on the, the run. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you are in your chill time, um, if you're like, yep, um, I'm just doing this strength training to get my base up and then I also want to do some running because I don't want to drop my lid, then you're going to do your run after your strength training session. So you're going to get oh. all your kind of energy to your strength training and then you can do some mileage you know however many you're doing that day um you might make it a little bit lighter and it's more likely to be more of a recovery pace but um but yes you can do that afterwards and you don't lose the benefits of the strength training um, and in fact, it can actually help with recovery on those DOMs, because if you're doing um, some running that's not too intense, um, basically it encourages all the blood to move around your muscles and all your systems. So you're kind of refreshing the muscles that have just
2: been. Yeah, interesting, because <laughs> I don't tend to find, I, I don't, maybe it's just because I do it more than anything else, but I don't tend to get DOMs from running. So, okay, so yeah marry that together with the strength training or the hit training which I usually find to be the thing that gives me a horror the next day yeah exactly <laughs> like
0: yeah doing a little run after a hit training session mm-hmm. although it feels like the last thing you want to do is actually not terrible because it, it just helps to get everything moving it breaks
2: back. my my <laughs> serious levels of lactic acid back up <laughs> yeah <laughs> it smoothes them around a bit more yeah <laughs>
0: um obviously with that because you are sort of then adding to your load so on that one you know or how many days a week you want to do that you have got quite a big load that Mm. um, you need to make sure obviously if you're lazy or busy then you're probably then going to take the next day more gently and you probably won't do anything so you want to just make sure that you're not overexerting yourself and doing that every single day of the week because obviously that's quite a lot of training (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but if you've got time to do something every day of the week then you can break it down a bit like we talked about before doing a a single class of one thing and then going for a run the next day um and it's the same with yoga obviously yoga is a really nice thing to do um kind of after a run um so so yeah if you can incorporate that by running to somewhere or running around somewhere and then doing your class um or again running and then coming home and doing um your your 20 minutes of the journey or whatever um that I think that can be really good um as a way of getting it in it doesn't always have to be an hour two hours all this input it just has to be that you're doing it regularly
1: so well can I ask you a question about recovery then because um I think this is I can't remember if I brought this up on a previous podcast I might have done but um so I was speaking to a friend of mine who's a runner and does strength training in order to kind of support her running and. When I said that I was talking about my kind of um, itinerary for a week, this is how, this is the conversations I have down the pub these days. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we, were, we were genuinely very interested in what each other was doing. <laughs> and so I, I, or when I talked her through that, she said, Well, when are your rest days? And I said, Well, I, maybe it's on a Monday, but sometimes I don't have one and what she and she clubs together like you've said so she'll she'll do a strength on the same day as a run and then the other the next day she'll recover Uh, who's doing it the best way round, me or her well
0: again it all depends on it depends on you and it depends on how you're managing your intensity so um yeah so if you are because like I said I tend to move every single day and that's pretty constant I I I mean obviously I have some rest days over Christmas because I couldn't escape my family, um, mm. but um, somebody had to
1: provide the oh, food. You. But um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh,
0: but yeah, so obviously you want to make sure um, that you are not pushing to your absolute limit on every single one of those sessions. So um, I tend to make sure I'm moving between half an hour, forty five minutes every day. Some of that is going to be, yeah, I'm going for it. I'm doing a hit class or I'm doing a run. I'm going as fast as I can. But then I'm going to make sure that maybe, I don't know, on, let's pick a day on a Friday, um, I'm going for a swim instead. It's a really gentle swim. I'm not doing it for time, for intensity, for anything. I'm just relaxing and enjoying it. Um, so yeah, it, it, that, that's fine as long as you're making sure you're not going so far that you never get time to rest. And if you're always sore, that's a really good example of it if you're always sore then something's going wrong you need to make sure that you're reducing your intensity so that you can spread it out through the week um and then yeah the other way is also fine as well especially if you've got other commitments on your time take bundling things together when you can and then having a whole rest day um is is you know good in terms of like your muscles still get that rest but yeah there is um it, it does depend again different people do have different opinions but personally in my professional experience and also (laughs) personal um rest day doesn't have to mean you're doing nothing and you're found the sofa um you know it can be a light gentle run it can be a gentle swim it can be some yoga um it doesn't have Mm. to be um complete nothingness um so Mm. yeah just finding that balance a bit like actually I had a really good analogy that I just thought of and then it went away again what was it um uh a bit like oh I know A good Christmas analogy. So say you've got three Terry's chocolate oranges to eat um, over the course of the week.
1: Nice. (laughs) So yeah, yeah,
0: you could have one uh, on one day and then not have one the next day and then obviously spread them out or if you want you could have half each day and then I suppose you've got Sunday seven days it doesn't fit into seven does it but anyway mm. say <laughs> so a week was six days long so yeah and it's exactly yeah. the same thing you've still got the same amount of training you've still got the same enjoyment of your orange yeah. you're just spreading it out a little bit you know as to when how much you have a bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly, it's probably quite rare to just have a segment today isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it all depends on how you know what you
0: like. But for me, for example, yeah. I love Terry's chocolate oranges and I would love mm. to have a segment a day. So that's
2: what okay. I might do instead for of having me, a I one. quite like to cram a few in, <laughs> <laughs> really enjoy myself and then maybe have a break. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, so exactly Therein lies the difference our
1: training. <laughs> because <laughs> exactly. it's so weird that you say it because I did actually used to train using Terry's Chocolate Orange
2: oh did you give yourself a second every time
1: yeah yeah it was it was back before I discovered gel so it was a very very long time ago and uh and I had and I really 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 loved dark chocolate oranges and I'd have I think two segments before I went for a run and it it had a significant um, positive effect on my running so there you go. <laughs> oh, Nice.
2: I like the, uh, again, continuing the Terry's chocolate orange analogy. <laughs> I like the fact as well that like that is like taking a runoff on your calendar because you can look at your, say your oranges for the week and then you know that you're going to have two segments before your long run or whatever. Then you go back and you look at your orange and you go, oh, I've had a certain amount of my orange. Yeah, yeah <laughs>
1: exactly. Three quarters of my orange. Yeah, it. absolutely brilliant. And <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, it's fine. I've got, um, so yeah, one
0: one more thing to add, which uh, I know it's kind of complicated to follow and it means that you need to, you know, everyone needs to go in and decide what's right for them. But then what I actually personally do, if anyone listened to me last time I was here, is um, I actually spread my chocolate oranges out over the course of a month because I do cycle training, which um, is also known as um, periodization for obvious reasons. Um, So um, I kind of do, I do a lot more high intensity stuff in the first few weeks of my hormone cycle and then I do more low intensity stuff in those second two weeks. So for me, that means that I'm going to do all of my kind of hit sessions um, in the first two weeks and less strength sessions. And then I focus on doing more of my strength sessions in the second two weeks and less hit sessions. Um, mm. And that seems to work for mm. me and I seem to get the same benefits. So it doesn't always have to be weekly or fortnightly. It can be something that you adjust to work with you and your schedule and and you're if you are working stuff like that so it's it's just that same idea of you've got your chocolate oranges how and when are you going to eat them based on how many you've got and how many days
1: i think that's i think it's absolutely (laughs) genius because we talked about that before and i think that to to kind of to get to know how you react to certain training Mm. or how you even how you perceive certain training because obviously there's gonna be times of the month where you're just like I just cannot be asked you know to do or and like yeah. i go I go and do boot camp, which is kind of a, is a mixture of strength and hit and sort of depending on the day kind of thing, and there are times when I, I throw my all into it and it will be a hormonal kind of response, and there are some yeah. times where I know I'm doing it in a lackluster way, and actually it would have been a better thing for me to do to stay at home and do yoga definitely and just to stretch it out and to, to have that kind of slightly more relaxed forgiving kind of workout um than doing that and I think that's it, it it really helps I think if you've got like um it's like like if I was sorry my train of thought is like, going all over the place but like Mm-mm. four or five years ago when I used to get injured running it mm. used to be the absolute end of the world because all I did was running but now, because at my disposal, I've got kind of the strength training, the hit training, the yoga and the running, I know that if I have a running injury, it's still depressing and upsetting and stuff, but it's not the end of the world because I can do the other bits and pieces to maintain my fitness um, yeah. as long as it doesn't impact on the injury kind of thing. So, uh, And I think to have that kind of variety of workouts in your head kind of thing where you just sort of think actually maybe next week i'll adapt it because it's my period so um i will do less of that and more of that um i think is yeah i just think that's a really really clever idea it's clever and i think it's quite empowering as well because then you uh
0: again like we were saying with you know earlier really about going to a fitness class and, and saying to yourself right i'm going gently in this class today um no matter what you know burpee bob over there is doing um <laughs> but um <laughs> I give them all fun names in my head, um, <laughs> uh, but
2: uh, yeah, yeah because- I panicked and went with Dave, which is really <laughs> really confusing for the audience now because that's also Esther's husband's name. Oh, no, everyone's Dave. Don't worry like about it. Class. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Burpy Bob. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: So, um, so it, you know, it's because I feel quite empowered because I'm like I'm doing this not because you know oh you know I'm really weak or I'm really useless or anything like that I'm like this is what is right for me this is actively what is the best thing for me right now so it's absolutely fine if I do like one burpee and then just walk around a bit (laughs) um so I don't know I find that quite empowering personally and and again that Mm. helps me then with Mm. my mindset of uh you know if even if I'm not focusing on the hormone stuff if I'm like right I've got a race coming up I need to take things more gently because I'm in a couple of weeks beforehand um you know I used to just completely Stop all the other stuff in panic that I'd um you know Mm -hmm. not taper correctly but now I'm like no I I can still come to a fitness space or do my own workout and feel that I can dial it back and that that's the right thing and I don't know I just find that a little bit um yeah a little bit kind of nice to help myself feel comfortable and remember that the fitness is for me I'm not coming in to it for the for the fitness you know or the cross training or whatever you want to call it
2: that's so true. It's like that thing. I always keep this in mind when I'm feeling rubbish about um, like trying clothes on in shops or whatever, mm, that yeah. if you say to yourself the kind of well, clothes are meant to be designed to fit human bodies. I'm not just trying. I'm not. It's not my job to fit into them. It's their job to fit me. Like if you think about fitness and fitness classes in that same way that it's like if you're struggling with something and it's not for you, it's you know it's there for your fitness it's not like you have to try and mold yourself and force yourself to do something that isn't working
1: Mm -hmm.
0: exactly and I I think the the other thing that I always do encourage people to is is um you know if you if you go to a fitness class or something and that doesn't give you that space or if the instructor doesn't allow you to really do that and they're always pushing you I mean, feel free A, to tell them I'm not pushing myself today. So please leave me alone, but also feel free to leave and never come back. <laughs> like, you know, mm. it's just because one is bad. It doesn't mean all of them will be. But um, yeah, some, some, you know, back in the day, I used to punish myself with it as well. You know, I would keep going to something, even though, you know, it wasn't really right for me because I would just be like, well, it's, it's, I'm supposed to, this is what it's supposed to feel like. It doesn't
1: mm. have to. <laughs> no, yeah. exactly. That's why that running group thing never worked out for me. There was, mm. I mean, that was years ago. That was 18 years ago now, I think that I joined that running group and and i kept on going for about 6 months until i realized that i was dreading it every week and not enjoying myself after i didn't like i wasn't pleased with myself afterwards i wasn't like yay you've achieved blah 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 it wasn't it was like oh thank god i've just got through that um yeah it was just it's, it's a horrible thing mm. and and i think yeah you you pick and choose just like with anything just like with menus or with therapists you know you 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 try them all out <laughs> and find the one for you yeah but but the yeah. first one isn't necessarily the best. So uh, no, yeah, for sure. And um, Kate, I wanted yeah. to ask you also about kind of January, kind of new resolutions because everyone's thinking about that at the moment. And um, and and because we're talking about all this training, and and I feel quite positive about doing all this training, but that's because it's January the the early. Um, and, <laughs> and 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 I want to like ideally in my head, ideally I'd like to continue this all year and for it to be just something that I do like and I and I sort of do I sort of do but but as I say I think I was you know I'd give myself a day or two off a week kind of thing and I want to just make sure that I'm active every single day and other people will have different kind of things that they've got goals for like in January and beyond and stuff but with a news resolution it'd be so lovely to be able to continue that past the first of February how how do we make it habit? How do we do that? So um, there's the, there's like an old adage somewhere in the
0: in the fitness industry where it says something like, "Oh, it takes sixty days to make a habit," but. Um, I don't really agree with that because I think that, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, it might do. By the time you've done it for 60 days, it is more ingrained in your routine, but that doesn't really account for other stuff happening in life. Um, mm. and the second anything comes along that swipes you off your feet, you know, the family thing or, or, you know, even just, you know, a medical thing or whatever. Um, then you've, you've lost that habit and then you feel like, Oh God, I've got to just start again at 60 days. Um, so, yeah, very um, true. yeah. What I, like to see it as a bit more of a kind of like a gentle curve so um obviously if, if you're quite comfortable with doing it and you're feeling already that it's kind of working for you um then don't stress don't try and pull it back but what um my general advice when it comes to, to finding ways to kind of move more to incorporate all this stuff is not to just suddenly put your foot on the accelerator and try and do it all at once um, so especially with this cross training, that's quite a lot it can be quite a lot to add in, especially if you've only got that amount of time. so instead of being like, "Oh God, Kate told me I need to do strength and hit and yoga, and then also my runs, and also make sure I'm resting. you know yeah. I, I what I tend to encourage people to do is say like pick one of them, um try and do that for four weeks, um see how you get on, see if it's working for you, where it fits in your timetable. once that's settled, once that's comfortable then add it and, you know, something else on. So instead of seeing it as a, right, I'm going to start myself off with this in January and then I have to keep it up, see it as a, oh, I'm just going to gently add it through the year. And then if something happens and it starts to drift back down again, that's fine because you know that you had the capacity before to add it back in um, and find Mm. new ways of kind of working through it. So
2: That's really interesting. I think that as a runner primarily, Oh oh my God, not of all of the things I do. I'm just mean (laughs) of all of the sports. Um, That sounded really weird.
1: As a professional runner, as an athlete,
2: um, (laughs) I find that um, I tend to work in like bursts that coming up, we've got the half marathon that Esther and I are training for. So it's like, I feel like I have to take all of this stuff on now, listen to all of the information, absorb everything that I can so that mm. I can train the best for this thing. And then it will undoubtedly pass. I'll drop the hit training. I'll drop the strength training. I'll forget about... But. I suppose, instead of thinking of it as like a panic, we now need, after listening to this podcast episode, to start doing all of these things immediately. (laughs) It's exactly that. It's viewing it as like, well, how can I start incorporating these things into my life if I am Mm -hmm. committed to knowing that I want to be someone who is a bit of a better runner? And if I don't want parts of it, if I'm not enjoying parts of it, then... Mm. don't force yourself to make it a habit find something else gotcha you know yes. it's, it's
1: so it ba- brings me to mind there was I remember speaking to a woman a long time ago and it would have been January and okay TV scheduling would have been different then because I remember speaking to her and saying how's your January and she said um, and it was like the 5th of January and she said I've given up smoking I've given up drinking and I'm going vegan and I'm making sure I'm only having 1500 calories a day and oh, it was, my God. And there was a full stop. And I sort of went, oh, what i you doing? She said, and she said, Celebrity Love Island is the only thing getting me through. And I thought, well... That's not going to work, is it? <laughs> and lo and no. behold, I think she was back on the source about five days later. Fags came yeah. soon after that. It's just like, it's a recipe for disaster, isn't it? Saying, I'm going to do all of these it things. Is. To...
2: Try and do all the things. Yeah, just one mm. little thing. And also, it goes by that narrative that Esther and I were saying in the other day that we want to try and escape. You don't need to do like New Year. Oh, now I'm a completely different person. I'm I'm marvellous now. All of my past sins are cleansed by the changing of a date. Like <laughs> it really doesn't have to be the case. No. It is just it's about what you want to do, not what you feel everybody's telling you you have to do, and incorporating mm. little bits of that into your life so that you can feel happier. Also, this is slightly unrelated, but I I've been meaning to tell you guys about this anyway. I'm going to tell you about it on the podcast. Saw yeah. a um thing on Instagram the other day that I've I've said to myself every day when I've woken up. It's not my turn to change this year. It's the circumstances.
1: Because I feel
2: a little bit. I know that's slightly sort of nihilistic and like uh, not bothering with, uh, not saying that that means I'm not going to do all of the things. But I Mm. think instead of putting massive pressure on myself to be a wonderful person and have an incredible life and it be the best year ever, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go into it a little bit, being like, I can't, I don't know whether there's going to be another pandemic or another whatever it might be some of it is the circumstances responsibility and I'm just going to do what I can which for mm. me is my run three times a week
1: that's true and I that think puts me in mind of my my tiny little in my head mantra which is if I can't control it let's not try and worry about it kind of yeah so I, there are there are plenty of times during the week where you may not notice this because in my head I'll be just going I can't control this I can't control this I can't control this because that makes me not stress <laughs> about it you know I can't stress mm-hmm. about being late if we're stuck in a traffic jam I can't stress about no. kind of happen yeah <laughs> yeah 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 exactly it's just gonna happen so yeah yeah, yeah. oh
2: very wise
1: from us all <laughs> I it <know.
2: laughs> What is going on? I feel like we've all been quite wise. (laughs) Kate, you are usually wise. In fact, you are both wise, but I feel like I've also been uncharacteristically wise this episode. (laughs) by
1: quoting Instagram Instagram.
2: (laughs) and then sort of losing confidence as I was saying it I was like oh I don't know actually whether I do (laughs) know I love that um
0: I'm really impressed with myself I feel like a very wise person today not because of my content but because I feel like I've spoken at a normal speed whereas last time I had to listen to the podcast on like 0.5 X <laughs> So I'm
1: feeling very like calm and serene. Oh my, <laughs> my god, the achievements been. we've had today. This is I amazing. Know.
2: And I'm gonna to go to the tip in a bit. Oh, oh the dream. I'm so it's jealous. a good day. It's a good day.
1: <laughs> Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or any running stories, as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded using Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe, that way you won't miss the next episode. Don't forget to sign up to Women's Running Magazine this January for just 2 a month. Just go to shop.com uk and enter the code JAN22WRPOD at the checkout. Happy running!
2: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them
0: getting even softer over time.